Hello everyone and welcome to the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by Katie Midwinter as we preview the Jumps Finale card at Sandown on Saturday. I'm going to be there myself. It's a belated uh, 30th birthday party. I'm going to be there with some of the In The Saddle crew. I'm going to be there with Mark, Izzy, Liz, a couple of friends as well, other friends as well. So yeah, if you see me, uh, feel free to come up and yeah, hopefully we can have a little bit of a crack and back some winners. But yeah, we've got a really good uh, card taking place on Saturday. Um, but come to you, Katie, before we get into the action. How are things uh, with you? Have you been enjoying the action at Punchestown? Yeah, it has been. I'm a bit gutted that I can't come to Sundown on Saturday. I've had other plans, I'm afraid. But yeah, I'd love to have been there. Have a great time without me and hope you back a few winners. Hope we can tip some up tonight as well. But no, sure, it'll be a great meeting, um, the final big jumps meeting. So looking forward to it and looking forward to a couple of more days of action at Punchestown as well. Yeah, we've been good. Yeah, we still we still got some good action at Punchestown, and we might mention a couple of runners um, in the any other business part of the podcast at the end of the show. So let's see if we can find some winners to celebrate in the Moe Bar. The first race we're going to look at is a 105. It's the Bet365 Novices Championship final handicap hurdle. Very competitive race. Cologne is your favourite five to one, along with Under Control. We've then got Bo Balco at nine to one. Iberico Lord at twelves. Kansas De Early at 12s as well. Celtic are at 14. Sergeant Wilson at 14. Bigger are the rest. Um, KT, it looks like we've got a battle here between uh, Paul Nichols and Nicky Henderson. Both have got the first four in the betting. Do we think it's going to go to one of these two trainers or we're going to go something um, a little bit of a bigger price, maybe? I'm going to go for Celtic at um, beat 118 rated Spartan Army, giving £12 away. Stig could be fairly well treated here, off 120, bidding for a hat-trick of wins for Jeremy Scott. He's the one that caught my eye in this field. I think it is a tricky one. There's a lot of horses in here. Um, it's an open field as well, so there's a bit of value. But he's the one that caught my eye, around 14 to 1 each way. He's a bit shorter with some firm, so I think 14 to 1 is, is going to be quite a decent price about him. I'd hope he can enter the frame. Okay, Kate's going to go for Jeremy Scott's uh, Celtic Art. Um, I'm going to take a chance here on a bit of a, a bit of a wild card. Um, General Medrano um, from um, Emma Lavelle's yard. Emma Lavelle's team have been in the doldrums a lot this season. Obviously, they had Paisley Park uh, do, doing some good turns earlier in the season, but they've been amongst the winners of late. They had a nice winner at Ludlow earlier in the week. They're absolutely hosed up. And some of their horses have just been running a little bit better. I actually know one of the co-owners of this horse, General Medrano. Um, but I just think he could be suited by this kind of scenario. He's been running a lot in uh, Novice Company. He uh, won a few starts ago at Fontwell really easily, beating Tapley. He then finished third in a race at Fontwell on his next start that works out okay. And then he was last seen running at Exeter a couple of weeks ago, and I think he ran quite well. He came from off the pace that day, and he was the only one that did. He actually had to give away £4 to a horse of Nicky Henson's called uh, Kim Cardine, who I don't actually think is a bad horse, and we've just maybe not seen the best of him. But I don't think 
it was a bad effort. McLean ran at Warwick today, um, finished second um, in a decent handicap hurdle there. I just think he's a bit of a big price here. Currently got 33 to 1 on my screen. I'm sure there's going to be a few extra places offered by some of the bookmakers. I think General Madrano, you can get four or five places at 33 to 1. I think he looks quite a big price, and I'm quite keen on his chances to um, be there or thereabouts. So that's our thoughts then on the opening race. We then move on to the 140 for the Bet365 Celebration Chase, a grade one contest. And John Bon is your favourite. He's been very well supported at six to five. We've then got Granatine, who's looking to make it a hat trick in this race at nine to four. Editor Guy at six to one. Captain Guinness, the Irish Raider, at 13 to two. And Fernandre Civila at 33 to one is the rag of the field. Katie, all eyes are going to be on John Bond here, but it could be a little bit of a big ass for him stepping outside of novice company against some battled, hardened performers. Um, how did you see this one? Well, I think I'd have to side with John Bond here. This is his first run in open company. Probably why he is odd against at the moment, uh, as well as the fact that he has a bit to find on ratings. But I think he should be classy enough. And none of the others fill me with much confidence. So I'd be keen to stick with him. I do like Captain Guinness, but I think he'll need soft ground to be seen to his best. Uh, Editor De Gilles will probably prefer the better ground, I'd say. But I think he lacks class in comparison with John Bond. So I will be sticking with, with John Bond here. Okay, Kate's going to go for John Bond. I'm going to go with Granatine here. I was at Sandown uh, last year. He was my nat one of my more stronger fancies of the day. I just think he's going to make it uh, a third win in the race. I think 9 fours are getting to a bit of a silly price now. Every year he seems to peak at this race. If you look at his RPRs, the last two years he's recorded a 171, which is uh, his career best performance uh, on rating. So he clearly loves it here. I think he's going to get the race to suit as well. I think there'll be a strong pace set by the likes of Edda de Geek. For me, John Bond, um, obviously. You have to respect him, but for me, I think the market has got it wrong here, and it should be the other way round. Officially, John Bond's got £9 to find on official ratings. So, for me, even though I'm a massive John Bond fan, I'm going to have to side for Granatine here. I think 9-4 is way too big, and um, I think they should be much closer together in the market. So, one vote for John Bond, one vote for Granatine. See who comes out on top. We then go to the feature race, the 215. It's the Bet365 Gold Cup Handicap Chase, the feature race on the card. And Kitty's Light is looking to make it a quick double after winning the Scottish Grand National at Air last week. He's currently available at 7 2. We've then got Rebels Hill at 7 1, Amrillo at 9s, along with the Goffer, and Sam at 10, certainly Red at 12s, along with T Clipper. Frodon, great to see him lining up here at 14 to 1, along with Macho Haas, and bigger are the rest. Katie, a very competitive looking race on paper, or is it? Who did you fancy in the big one? Well, Kitty's like a good win of the Scottish Grand National last week. It's a quick turnaround just a week on, and I wonder if it if it is too quick for him. He's in off a good mark of 140 once again. He's a progressive horse, a very good in, in this kind of race. Ran well in the Scottish Grand National last year, backed it up with a good performance here. But there were three weeks between races that, that time. And I just wonder if it, this does come too soon for him. But I wouldn't put anyone off him. I'm struggling to find a strong fancy amongst the others. So I possibly would side with 
Kitty's like um, seven to two years, quite short. But if he does repeat what he did last week, then, you know, of course, he, it's going to be good value at seven to two. Um, the Goffer is a horse that I like a lot, but I do worry about his stamina over this trip. And he's run plenty of times this season. So I would be a little bit wary of him. There's lots of others in here that, you know, you can make a case for, but I couldn't I couldn't find one that I have a strong fancy in. Broken Halo, a little bit interesting at a big price. Uh, Marauder as well. There's a few that, you know, they could run well and outrun their odds. There's plenty of value in the field, but I, I think Kitty's Light is probably the class act here and I'm struggling to find anything else to beat him. So I'm going to say Kitty's Light. Okay, so Katie is going to stick with the favourite Kitty's Light, who hopefully can put up a bold display for Christian Williams. However, I do like one in here. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you might have said earlier in the week that I was praying, I had all my fingers crossed, uh, all my toes crossed. Um, that is Corvala for Rex Engel and Chris Gordon. How the hell is this horse? 16 to 1 is beyond me. I think he should easily be in the first three or four in the bet, and I think he should be a single-figure price. You can currently get 16 to 1 at the time recording. He was 20 to 1 when I recommended him in the week. He's been nibbled a little bit, but the reason behind why I think he should be a shorter price is the fact that last time at Exeter, he beat Rebels Hill quite comfortably, in my opinion, and we know he's going to stay. He's run very well for Chris Gordon this season. In fact, every time Rex Engel's been on in this season, they won together. So he knows the horse inside out. The only bad run he had was at Cheltenham and the National Hunt Chase. You can put a line through that, but Chris Gordon's had his best season ever. He's been having winners left, right and centre. His horses continue to be in good form. There's hardly uh, much between him and Rebels Hill in the weights um, after that win last time out. And Rebels Hill is 7-1 to one in the bet, and I just can't understand... The price. Kulvala, he's still very progressive. He won't mind the ground as well. Also, another interesting point just to mention on Kulvala. Um, I saw him dropped up last week for the Scottish National the day before. So it's interesting that they thought, hey, we'll probably just keep our powder dry and we'll come here. I think there's going to be a lot of market support for him on the day. I just think a few of these at the top of the market, they've got their question mark. Kitty's light, I respect, but it's a quick turnaround. Rebels Hill, I think, is handicapped accordingly and doesn't have much in hand. And Rillo, really hard to trust. His form figures look like a postcode. Share the concerns about the Goffer. And then you've got Ann Sam. Don't think he'll stay. Certainly red, not good enough in my opinion. T-Clipper won't stay. Throwed on too much of a big weight. I'm going through about seven or eight there at the top of the betting and I can find a lot of flaws with all of them, but I generally can't find a flaw with Kulvala. And for me, at 16 to 1, he's going to be my nap and my strongest fancy uh, at Sandown on Saturday. I'm hoping he is going to run a mighty race. So that's uh, the Bet365 Gold Cup covered. Right. We then move on to the next race, which is the 250. It's the Bet365 Oaksy Chase. It's a grade two contest. And Hewitt, who won the Bet365 Gold Cup last year, is your favourite at six to four. We then have got Solo at four to one. Eldorado Allen at sixes. Fantastic Lady at tens. First Flirt at tens. McFabulous at tens. And Black Jerry is available at 25 to 1, the outsider of the field. Casey Hewick, um, he was down to run at Punchestown earlier in the week. There was talk that he could have run 
in the Bet365 Gold Cup, the race we've just previewed, but he would have been carrying top weight. Is this the right decision to come here? Well, I think it's quite a true decision to come here. They have put him in. He was around 7-1, to one, I think. He's been really well back since, obviously. And, you know, he's he's the class horse in this race. He's the one to beat. I can't see who's going to beat him. Um, Rachel Blackmore on board, £10 clear on ratings. He's been looking for better ground. So if conditions remain good, then he should love it. And, yeah, I couldn't oppose him here. I think he's got a great chance, 6-4. to four. I mean, do you think he'll go off uh, at odds on? Yeah, I think so. I think I could see a lot of people wanting to get stuck into Rachel Blackmore. Yeah, 6-4. to four. I think that's not a bad price at all. I think you'll probably go off maybe even money. I think there's a few people that might want to take him on. Solo is interesting. Novice. Uh, Eldorado Allen as well is a classy horse on this day. But I think Hewick is, is a standout. Would you go for Hewick? Yeah, definitely side with Hewick. I think he's got a great chance. And like you said, odds against at the moment, 6-4. to four, It looks a bit of value. Solo, interesting. Second run after wind up. It's usually the time I like to back a horse, but he's got a lot to find. And Hewick's been around the block now. He's got the experience under his belt coming over from Ireland. I think he's, he's going to win. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I just can't really have the others. I love Solo as a horse. Um, might get an easy time of things out on the front end. But this is hard for a novice against some of these battle-hardened horses, and I think Hewick is the one they've all got to beat. We then move on to another good-looking race, the 325. It's the Bet365, Josh Gifford, Novice of Handicap Chase, and Captain Mathan is your favourite 4-1. We've then got Hudson de Grugier at 5s, Keldastan at 5s as well, Harper's Brook at 13s too, along with Quinta de Mar, Fable at 10s, Mumbo Jumbo at 12s, bigger are the rest. Casey... Captain Mathan um, is a number uh, is among a number of horses for Paul Nichols this weekend as he looks to break his uh, record breaking uh, tally in prize money. I thought, however, he might have his work out here though. Captain Mathan off top weight. What did you think? Yeah, I'd agree. Top weight is going to be a tough task for him. I'm going to take a chance on Quinto de Mar for Ben Pauling. When I was looking at the card earlier on, he was around ten to one. And I thought he'd be a good each race selection, but he has been well backed around 13 to 2, 6 to 1 now. Um, I quite fancied him for the Lanzarote in January. Was pulled up late on there. Not many finished that race. It was quite testing. I think he probably would have finished in the top six or seven had he hurdled the last. It was disappointing again at Kempton from back over fences, but he finally got himself back into gear at Fontwell in a class three, and he's up four pounds for that, and he's up in class two. But he is a horse that I like, and I'd be quite keen to see how he gets on. So he'd be the one I'd side with here. Okay. I'm actually going to take a chance on one of the outsiders of the field, Mumbo Jumbo. I put this horse up as my nap last time out at Taunton, and I think he was a little bit unlucky. I think if he jumped, uh, I think it was the second last, I think if he jumped it a little bit more fluently, I think he would have won quite comfortably. Go back and watch the race. He travelled into it. Like a dream. I think this is his trip, and we're going to have a bit of pace on up here. Captain Mathan, Cal Testan, Fable as well. A few horses in here that like to go forward, and it just could set up 
for the strong travelling style of Mumbo Jumbo. I think he's definitely well handicapped off a mark of 120. I think he could easily have five or six pound in hands, which you're going to need to. His third behind solo earlier in the season reads well. Good form as well uh, at Kempton when he finished fourth behind um, behind Killer Kane. Major Dungee was in that race as well, who won the Midlands National. I think over this trip, he's got a bit more to offer. And like I said earlier, Emma Lavelle, they've been going all right the last couple of weeks. So don't underestimate Mumbo Jumbo at 12 to 1. So that is the Novices Handicap Chase covered. We've then got a good uh, race here. Uh, 4 o'clock, it's the Bet365 Select Hurdle Grade 2 Contest. And Fear to Glory is your favourite at 5 to 2. We've then got Nepis Hill at 11 to 4 along with Time Hill. Gosh and the Old Rogue at 7 to 2. Call Me Lord at 9 to 1. And 200 to 1 is Texard. Katie, um, crappy looking race. Like I say, it's a little bit of a rogues gallery in here with a few of these. Do we? Are we going to go with the rogues or are we going to go with the progressive mare, Fit of Glory? I think it's a really tricky race, this one. I, I couldn't say I've got a strong fancy. I think the top few in the market, they're all quite closely matched. I'm not sure where the value is. Time Hill, back over hurdles is interesting. Nappers Hill. It's a horse I like, but he's been very inconsistent. Um, Sandown, a right-handed track. It's, he was Goshen in the past. Last year, he won the Contenders Hurdle here, beating Guard Your Dreams. And one of my favourite horses, the beautiful chestnut song for someone who sadly passed in the US earlier this season. Um, Goshen, he's difficult to trust, as we know. He's quite an enigma. But if he's on form, uh, as we know, the, the level that he can perform to, it's... It's quite a high level and we just don't see it often enough. If he is at his best, I think he could be in with a good chance. But a 7-2, to two, it's not a price that I'd be willing to gamble on. Uh, it's it's really tricky one and I'm, I can't pick one, I'm afraid. Yeah, I am actually going to put one up here. I'm going to go for Theatre Glory. Uh, I really like this mare. I've been following her um, since she finished third at Kempton in a really good competitive handicap. She was carrying top weight that day, giving plenty of weight away to the likes of Grey Dornan, who boosted that form. She was then maybe a little bit outclassed at um, at uh, Cheltenham. But I think coming here against a few horses that have got questions over them, I think she could run a good race. She's got £9 from the likes of Nappers Hill and Goshen. The drying out ground will suit her as well. I think over this intermediate trip, I think she can come into her own. And like I say, I think it's a good bit of place and by Nikki Henderson. And for me, I think she's the one they've all got to beat. So I'm going to side with Theatre Glory. We then go to the last race we're going to look at on the card. It's the 435. It's the Bet365 Handicap Hurdle. And ICO is your favourite for Harry Cobden and Paul Nichols at 15 to 8. We've then got Sam Arivi, who won this race last year. Was uh, my nap, I think he was, actually, on this card last year. Um, he's 4 to 1. Freddie Ginger riding. Um, we then got Credibly at uh, 15 to 2. El Macho at 17 to 2. Fine casting at 9 to 1. Pressure Luck at 9s as well. And... Uh, Bigger are the rest. Uh, a tricky puzzle to solve this uh, lucky last, Katie. But, yeah, who are we going to side with here if you had to give a selection? I'm going to go for Sam Arif. Um He was travelling really well at Ascot in the seasonal reappearance when he fell quite heavily. It was really great to see him get up. I think he got quite a cheer. And he's a course distance winner here, wasn't it, last year, as you said. I think he's still off a decent mark. Freddie Gingell, claiming £7. He's a good young jockey. 
good run at Ascot last time out when beaten by Irish Hill. Wasn't beaten too far. And I think he's got a good chance of going a couple of places better here. So I'll be siding with Sam Reeve. Yeah, I'm going to go Sam Reeve here. I think this is his track. He's got a very good record at the course. The Freddie Gingell angle as well, claiming £7. I think he's a little bit of a class above. Aisha was a horse I actually put up to win the Imperial Cup, but I think he wants it a little bit softer, and I'm not keen if he'll like this um, better ground. So for me, I'm going to be in agreement with you and go for Sam Arivi. So that's all the main action at Soundown covered. Katie, is there anything else you want to talk about? We've got some racing going on at Punchestown. It's the last day of the festival there. Anything caught your eye? haven't thought of one at Punchestown yet. None of them have caught my eye. But one at Haydock, the flat is back there. I'm going to go for one in the quarter to four. And that is Spycatcher, a horse I put up last weekend at Thirsk. He won really well. I think it was around 11 to two when I put him up. And he won nicely at seven to two with Pierre-Louis Chamin claiming three pounds on board. Still off the same mark. He's been gelded prior to his previous race. And I think he's got a good chance once again. Quick turnaround, but... He's in good form, uh, five to one he is at the moment. So I think he's got a very good chance, spycatcher at Haydock. So yeah, that's all we've got time for this week. Thanks again for Katie for giving up her time. Hopefully we found you some winners this weekend. If you see me or one of the gang at Sandown on Saturday, make sure you come up and say hello. Remember to follow us on all the social media platforms. We're available on Instagram and Twitter. You can subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple and SoundCloud. Please remember to gamble responsibly and we'll be seeing you again soon.